Hey everybody, welcome to the Export. I'm Raven X, and today we have a pretty jam-packed show for you guys today. With it officially being draft season, I came out with my first mock draft of the draft cycle, and I'm gonna recap my top 10 predictions for you all. Next up, we're joined by a very special guest, my embryo, my embry bro, my embry ho, Chris Waters. Uh, we're going to discuss the latest NBA buyout news, as well as kind of break down the All-Star game and what changes need to be made to make it more competitive and then finally we're gonna recap elimination chamber but before we get to any of that please sure to check out the export.net rp the export.net for exclusive sports content written by yours truly and fellow export writers previous episodes of our lovely podcast and our youtube channel entitled the x report without further ado let's go ahead and get started with this mock draft like I said, you can find the full mock draft on the xreport.net. I repeat the xreport.net. Um, go to the NFL draft tab. Boom. It'll be right there for you. And that's where I'll have my picks from 1 through 31. But like I said for right now, we're just going to focus on that top 10. And starting at the very top, I have the Houston Texans trading up with the Chicago Bears for quarterback Bryce Young. I think this is probably a move that quite a lot of you who are do follow along with the draft process has seen a lot lately I mean the Texans need a quarterback they easily have an opportunity to do it though they could stand padded to and get a quarterback I feel like Bryce Young is a guy who a lot of teams are going to be coveting and they're going to be making a lot of calls to Chicago to get that first overall pick if it were to be Houston they don't have much of a jump to do so they won't have to give up as much capital as someone coming further um, in the top 10 like a Carolina Panthers for example so with that being said I think the Texans move up get Bryce Young kind of start this new era led by him and D'Amico Ryans and they do it with the best quarterback of the class moving on to the second overall pick I have the Indianapolis Colts trading up with the Chicago Bears a la second time Bears trade down to take quarterback CJ Stroud out of Ohio State I mean after the Georgia game particularly after Marvin Harrison Jr. got hurt I would say that that was the best CJ Stroud that I had seen since he took over as Ohio State's quarterback. And even though Jim Irsay has been pretty pretty public with his feelings on Bryce Young and liking him a lot, I think that if you get C.J. Stroud in Indianapolis, he still has the opportunity to succeed, though they still have some work to do um, in terms of building up some weapons. I think that if they, by drafting Stroud, that'd be a great start to this rebuild that's going to be taking place with the Colts offense. All right, next up, we have the Arizona Cardinals who stand pat, and I have them taking defensive tackle Jalen Carter out of Georgia. I mean, they've played in the same division as Aaron Donald, who was arguably one of the greatest defensive players of all time and definitely has a strong um, argument to be considered the greatest defensive player of this generation. And seeing such – I'm sorry – Seeing such terrific play at that interior lineman spot, I would not be surprised for the Cardinals to want to do something like that themselves. Not to mention Jonathan Gannon, a former defensive coordinator for the Eagles, just left Philly, a team that had a bunch of terrific D tackles, such as Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis was up and coming, Milton Williams has shown some flashes as well. I could really see them looking at the trenches and wanting to kind of build the team up that way. Number four, I finally have the Chicago Bears making a pick, and that is outside linebacker Will Anderson. A few uh, episodes ago, I mentioned that Anderson was my favorite defensive player of this draft class, and I mean it, even though he is an Alabama guy. I just think that when you look at this guy's production, it's safe to say that he is an absolute killer on the field and has been pretty much unblockable since taking over 
um, at Alabama. I mean, throughout his career, had 58 and a half tackles for loss, 34 sacks. You don't get those by accident. And I mean, looking at this Bears defense, even though they weren't totally horrible after trading away Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith, it's clear that they need a guy in that front seven. I think Will Anderson could immediately give them that. Next up, moving on to the fifth overall pick, that is the Seattle Seahawks, who I believe are going to take defensive end Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. He's a guy who over the last two years uh, with the Raiders, the Red Raiders, I'm sorry, has absolutely flashed. I mean, 14 sacks and 27 and a half tackles for loss really made a nuisance of himself in offensive backfields. And I think that the Seattle Seahawks could use that. I mean, yes, it was a down year for the Arizona Cardinals and Los Angeles Rams offenses, but we've seen once they get clicking their quarterback play as good as they can, it's almost impossible to stop without getting a pass rush. And uh, Tyree Wilson, a pair with Utena Nuuso, I think that's going to be a really nice tandem for Seattle as they continue to build this team up. Next up, sixth overall. I know this is a little bit of a reach, but I'm going to say Devon Witherspoon out of Illinois. I think that from what we saw out of this past year's group of rookies in Detroit, we see that their front seven is kind of making some moves. However, their secondary still needs some work. 30th ranked unit in the league, one of the worst. And I think that you by bringing in Devon Witherspoon, that could provide them a nice boost. Jeff Okuda, I know he's entering the waning years of his rookie contract. Do you bring him back? Do you let him go? That remains to be seen. But I think in a guy like Devon Witherspoon, he could come in and become their number one corner with his physicality, his length, and ball skills. Plus, last season, in the well, last draft, they drafted Kirby Joseph, another DB out of Illinois. And I'd say it worked out pretty well for them. So don't be surprised if they try to double up on that. Moving on to number seven with the Las Vegas Raiders. This is where I see offensive tackle Paris Johnson Jr. going. I mean, another team that could very much so be in the quarterback discussion. Um, reportedly, uh, Tom Brady was supposed to be a candidate to go there, or at least that's what Darren Waller said. So no matter whether it's Jimmy G, Aaron Rodgers, a rookie, etc., you got to get some protection. And let's be honest, the right tackle spot for the Raiders has been a sore one for years by bringing in Paris Johnson. I think that provides a really big boost to the elevate to that position and really helps elevate their line overall. Dylan Parham, the rookie uh, out of Memphis from last year, had a solid year. Colton Miller on the left tackle spot has been good. I think starting to build that lineup is going to do wonders for whoever ends up being their quarterback. Moving on to number eight, the Atlanta Falcons. This is where I see defensive end Miles Murphy going out of Clemson. That's a this is another team that obviously could be looking at a quarterback. And while they've reportedly said that they are good with going into next season with Desmond Ritter, I wouldn't be shocked if that changes. But for the time being, if they do ride with their uh, the second-year quarterback, I think that this gives them opportunity to build to that defense, particularly that pass rush. They only had 21 sacks last season, which is a terrible number, especially considering how often teams qual throw the ball in today's NFL. And so I think bringing in a guy like Miles Murphy could really help boost that area. I know there's some questions about if his ability will kind of translate to the NFL field, but I think the Falcons are so talent deficient in that front. I think that they'll be willing to try anything. Next up at number nine, I have the Carolina Panthers taking quarterback Will Levis. I'm I'm not a Will Levis fan. I don't I think I understand the traits and the potential are there, but I'm a big believer in production. I'm a big believer in what we've seen. And honestly, we haven't seen too much out of Levis since he transferred to Kentucky. However, like I said, his traits 
are pretty nice. I mean, 6'3", 222 pounds, has a nice arm for, uh, through for 43 touchdowns of over 5,000 yards while at Kentucky, but still also had a lot of turnovers with 23 picks in the last two seasons. That's a lot. And I think that even though Frank Wright definitely got a lot of criticism for how the Indianapolis Colts quarterbacks played under his stead, I will say this. I do think that Will Levis kind of fits the mold of quarterbacks that he likes. And I think that if they can kind of work with him to better his decision making, I think Will Levis could be a good fit in Carolina, especially because that division is so ripe for the taking. And then finally, closing out this mini mock um, with the 10th overall pick, I have the Philadelphia Eagles taking defensive lineman Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. Now, since I've been covering Iowa since, uh, what, since last summer, I guess, um, I don't think anybody would necessarily say that Van Ness was the best player on the Hawkeyes defense because he wasn't. However, he is the prototype. 6'5", 264 pounds. I mean, even in a rotational role, he was a lot of fun to watch. Had 13 sacks and 19 tackles for loss over the past couple of years. Those numbers don't exactly wow you, but they do show that he does have potential, like I said, because he was mostly playing in a rotational role. While I'm not as high on him or think that teams are going to be as high on him to take him within the top eight picks, a la Daniel Jeremiah's recent mock drafts, I do think that potential is going to land him somewhere pretty early. And I think the Philadelphia Eagles could be a really nice fit. I know that right now a lot of their defensive linemen are possibly going to leave in free agency. However, if they were to bring back a a player like Brandon Graham, for example, and then already having Hassan Reddick in tow, I think those would be two great guys that Lucas Van Ness can learn from as he develops into a solid NFL pro. But like I said, that is the mini mock draft. For the full mock, please head over to the xreport.net. Uh, like I said, go to the NFL draft tab and you will see my picks one through 31. Without further ado, let's go ahead and move on to the NBA part of the show where, like I said, I'm joined by a very, very special guest. All right, now it's time to talk our NBA discussion, and I am joined by a very, very special guest who, unfortunately, I don't have a clever intro for, so we're just going to say my embryo is here. How's life in your mom's womb? Okay, all right. I didn't expect to fall off the rails that fast. I am doing good. Hey, how's everybody doing? I'm happy to be here. Happy to have you. It's always a pleasure. I get to see your beautiful face in a few weeks. I'm very excited for that. We get to yell at the Grizzlies together. Exactly. Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. You, me, and Aisha just like the good old times. I'm so excited. But you want to know what else I'm excited for? Let me know. I'm ready. To talk some NBA action because quite a few players have been making moves during this all-star break starting with one who's a bit controversial and that is forward Myers Leonard last time he was in the NBA was in 2021 when he was caught on a game uh streaming a game where he used an anti-semitic slur has not been back in the NBA since however that has changed this week after he signed a 10-day contract with the with the Milwaukee Bucks Let's be honest. It's not like Myers Leonard is exactly a all-star player, but with the kind of the controversy surrounding him and the anti-Semitic conversations that's been taking place over the past several months with regards to whether it be Kanye West, Kyrie Irving, etc., do you think the Bucks made the right move bringing in Myers Leonard? I mean, I guess you know everybody deserves you know second chances and all, but uh, I don't see the reason why they need them. I mean, but at the same time, they're trying to load up for a championship and any 
you know, if he can help in some type of way, I get it. I mean, it's just a 10 day, you know what I mean? So, uh, he has to earn a spot, but, um, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't think, none, I don't think much of it in just my personal opinion. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, I like you said, it's only a 10-day deal. If it was like a full-blown contract, then yeah, that'd be kind of weird. Like, I have more issue if, like, the Hornets actually bring in Michael Bridges. I mean, not Michael Bridges. Yeah, Michael Bridges. I'd have – no, that's not who I'm thinking of. Is it Michael Bridges? Uh, The free agent who, like, beat up his girlfriend – uh, I, I the name is escaping me, but uh, I, I'm following you though. I'm still. You following. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the name him. Is me. I don't. No, because Michael Bridges was with the um, Suns. That's a good dude. I like him. But you know who I'm talking about. I'm gonna remember his name yeah. when I don't care. Uh, but the one with the Hornets. I have more of an issue if they were to bring him in than my than Myers Leonard, just because, like you said, ten day deal. And let's be honest, it's not like he's gonna mess around and be like their star player. Like, I think it's just more of in the response of they don't know exactly what's going on with Giannis. Apparently, his injury's not too, too severe, so he should be able to come back soon. Um, but they just kind of want to fortify the post. I think him and Dre, Jay Crowder could be solid. I don't expect him getting a whole bunch of minutes, so I don't I don't hate it. Now, if he says something stupid, then, yeah, you got to get rid of him. It looks you know, bad. But no. Honestly, um, I have to completely forgot about that situation honestly i completely forgot about that and i, I now that i'm remembering uh you said he was uh, like you said he was streaming yeah i mean um he first he shouldn't have been saying it want to make sure i make that clear but you know he he slipped up he was in his own house streaming um i mean yeah you know he been because what did he do it a couple years ago uh yeah my, 2021 he, he been out of the league, what, two years? Okay, 2021, so probably, what, two seasons? Maybe three? Probably two. I mean, I, I'm not thinking that much uh, of it. Um, he's not going to slip up and, you know, don't do not do nothing else. You know what I mean? Like I say people deserve second chances. Uh, I'm like you with the other guy when we fit, get his name. Because um, I know who you're talking about. If I saw him get signed, I'm like, okay. Miles um, Bridges. There we go. Miles Bridges. Yeah, like if I saw him getting signed, you know, there'd be a whole other scenario. But you know, um, hey, he just got a ten day. He's just gonna try to earn it. I mean, people make mistakes. You know what I mean? Nobody's perfect. So, hey, uh, you know, w- wish him the best of luck. That's not true. Our tribal chief Roman Reigns is perfect. But yeah, I feel that. I oh, mean, that uh, Alan the Revelancy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, no, I. Wow. Moral of the story: Don't say anti-Semitic stuff. Don't say racist stuff. Don't say racially divisive stuff. That's not a good look. But yeah, I'm I'm not like bashing the Bucks for this move. All right. No, I got you. Hey, real quick, you know, you know, don't say stuff like that. But if you do, don't do it on camera. Yeah, oh my you gosh. idiot. Why would you do it on camera? People are stupid. People are so stupid. And, like, don't get me wrong. I play video games, and I I get really frustrated, and I start cussing up a storm. I'm cussing out my team, the other team. I get it. But you got to know what to and to not say. And, again, if you're going to say it, say it off camera. Exactly. Exactly. Why do you think Embryo hasn't got canceled yet? Because nobody's recording him say his crazy stuff. (laughs) Hey, hey, kids, if you're listening... Don't do nothing crazy on camera. Nah, for real. That's worse than asking somebody to break the law and write them a check. That's worse than that. But continue. Yes, let's continue. Uh, Speaking about (laughs) law-abiding criminals, Patrick Beverly, who has been bought out. (laughs) Exactly. Bought out 
uh, by the Orlando Magic and is heading to the Shy, where he will be joining the Chicago Bulls. It's also been reported that Lonzo Ball is shut down for the season. Unfortunately, there's no chance of him returning. And I'm not saying I think Pat Bev is going to start for the Bulls, but I don't hate this signing. Um, I definitely hated it until you just said Lonzo Ball is out. Well, what's going on with Lonzo? But um, no clue. Um, I, I, after hearing that, him being out for the season, um, I, I, I like the move now. You know what I mean? Um, I like it now, especially since seems like Westbrook is pretty much off the market at this point. Um, I don't know. Maybe I just, I'm just maybe maybe I'm just not a big Patrick Beverly fan. You know, he always do dirty plays and stuff. But well, you know what do I know? I got a dirty player on my team named Dylan Brooks. So uh, it's different. Though. Uh, yeah, it's different. I like Dylan Brooks. Um, I don't hate the move. Um, does he make them? They're still probably a first round, second round exit. You know, depending on uh, that's even if they make it because right now they're eleven. Yeah, they're yeah. the eleven seed. Yeah, but you know, I'm a big. I like the. I like their build. I like their team. You know, but uh, hey, uh, let Patrick Beverly said he's never missed the playoffs. So there's one thing I can say: no matter what team he go to, he even helped the Timberwolves make it to the playoffs. So who knows? I feel like he can. He can do something there. He can do some good there. But uh, I mean, it doesn't change the fact that they'd be sitting on the couch like us. Still, my favorite thing honestly, to ever come out of that man's mouth, and I say this so sarcastically, is when he uh, got traded to L.A., and they asked him, they were like, so what's it going to be like playing with LeBron and A.D.? And he was like, I made the playoffs that last year. They're playing with me. <laughs> I hope everyone no. lives life with the confidence of Patrick Beverly. <laughs> no, no. My favorite thing is uh, when they got Kawhi. 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 Who was Kawhi? Uh, when they got Kawhi. And Paul George, he said the next the next couple of years are mine, <laughs> and then proceeded to not make the, uh, not win anything and get traded. Yeah, but he hey, does fun stuff. He, he does funny stuff. Even when uh, uh, Russell just got traded to the Lakers, he was like reunited with my brother. Then he got traded. Got <laughs> it's traded. Just, he's hilarious. He, he, I feel like like in real life, I would not like. NBA is not real, but like I feel like if I knew him like personally in real life, he would probably be very hilarious. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I feel like he's just such a troll. He talks so much. Like, don't get me wrong, he's not a terrible defensive player, but he's not as good as he used to be. And so now, like, whenever he opens his mouth, it's just like, bro, stop it. Like, there is categorically a lot of footage of people doing you dirty, putting you in a spin dirty. cycle. Simply put, you could just show Luca saying you're too little. Like, I don't know what more you really want, Pat Bell. But, hey, he gets to play for his hometown team. But I do think that his streaks of making the playoffs, unfortunately, comes to the end this season. Oh. What's up? Because oh. I like – I really like DeMar DeRozan, but I'm just – I'm not sold on the Bulls this year. And even if they were to make it into the play-in, I don't think they would get it. I don't think they get the spot. Hey, hey, go ahead and uh, trade AD and y'all last first-round draft pick for DeMar DeRozan. No. Because DeMar, I love DeMar, but DeMar's kind of old. Like, my thing is, if I'm going to trade, give up that big piece of capital, I want to use it for somebody who can, like, help usher us into the new era. Right now, DeMar is 33. He don't seem like a guy who's going to be playing until he's 40. And even if he does, who's to say he's going to play up to the same level that he's playing now? Now, don't get me wrong. When he was leaving the Spurs, I wanted the Lakers to make a move for him so bad, but we didn't. Very disappointing times. 
he deserved more. He deserved more. He definitely deserved uh, winning that championship in Toronto. I feel bad for him. Yeah, that whole situation is rough. But I mean, Toronto got a ring out of it. So let's be honest. I don't think they're they're that sad about it. They're not. They're not. They should have gave him an honorary ring though. And I stand by. That's it. if he wanted. That's if he wanted it. That's fair. That's fair. I could see his pride being like, "Nah, I'm good." Uh, speaking of rings, though, Kevin Love, uh, he has been bought out by the Cavaliers, and he's headed to South Beach to play with the Miami Heat. Now, this one is a two-parter. First off, um, the Cleveland Cavaliers announced that they be, will be retiring Love's number zero jersey. Do you think he's done enough to get his jersey retired? I mean, he is a championship. He did win a championship with them back in 2016. I agree. Uh, that was their first championship, right? They only have one championship, correct? I think like, either the first uh, one ever or the first one in like 50-some years. I don't remember specifically. Maybe it was I, – I know when it happened, it was like the first championship in that city for like 50-some years. But okay. I think that was like the first one for the Cavaliers. Because they've been historically um, garbage, be so yeah. Exactly. Historically garbage until LeBron was there, left, went back garbage, came back. You know. Um now they're fine. I, I say so. I say so. Um he helped him lead them to a championship. He was there, um, you know, four straight NBA finals um appearances. He helped them get to that as well. Well, of course LeBron was a big part. Um He was the last I one of the big three left. Yeah, he was loyal. He was like he stayed. He resigned. He yeah. made everything. He stayed. Um, you know, you could say he was kind of. It's hard to see. He's still a good player, but we could just say he wasn't the same guy as he was in Minnesota when no. he was there. He probably just wanted, you know, to get his money somewhere stable. He could have been that, but at the end of the day, he was loyal. Uh, I'm happy he got bought out. Um, I feel like they don't need him anymore. It's time for him to go somewhere else. And uh, I like to retire his jersey um, uh, for his loyalty. So I have no problem with that. To be honest, out of that big three, they might only retire his and LeBron, and that's it. No, nah, they, they, they got to retire, retire Kyrie. Kyrie's jersey. You think, you think they're going to retire for Kyrie's sure. jersey? Because even before, shot, when, LeBron, shot, uh, when LeBron left and then Kyrie got drafted, he was their best player. Like, the team sucked, but he was balling. He, he was balling. And then they, he did play like a big said, role in that championship. Nah, they got to retire yeah. Kyrie. You, yeah. There's no yeah. argument you can make to me that Kyrie deserves his jersey retired less than Kevin Love. Well, I'm just saying, like, Kevin Love been loyal to that team. Well, I guess he was loyal to He was right? loyal, too. Until LeBron came. He was like, I'm tired of this shadow. I can't see. I mean, I, I was talking about this. When uh, they it first announced that Kyrie wanted to get traded, like I totally understand because I don't know if you've ever seen this press conferences. It was one of the most cringy interviews I've ever seen. But one of the reporters asked Kyrie, he was like, "How has LeBron James been a father figure to you?" What? Yeah, like, and he was, and that was Kyrie's response. He was like, "What?" He's like, "I have a dad. Like his dad's exactly. actually in his life." He was like, "I mean, LeBron, like, yeah. you're right. Like my father's, like LeBron's been a." good teammate or whatever but that was just so weird to me and ever since then anytime I heard about Kyrie not wanting to be in Cleveland I totally understood and even to this day I would not be mad if they never teamed up again because that question ruined it that was so uncomfortable yeah that was that was um no and um yeah I don't even know where that came from I know sometimes um um reporters are told to ask certain questions but what 
That's one you should have left in the pocket. That's a terrible question, especially because it's not like they're crazy. It's a crazy age difference between them. I know it's not even ten years. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not, it's not. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, um, yeah, that's why. I- but they they gotta retire Kyrie's jersey, and I stand on that. All right, so. Moving on to the second part. I know it's been a very quiet season for Mr. Love this year, but do you think this was a good move by the Heat? I think so. I mean, I talked about it. I wanted him in L.A. Um, I, I have to see how much he really has left in the tank. Uh, um, you know, uh, I mean, he's always been a great passer. I haven't seen his stats this season. He's just been quiet. I never just paid attention to him in Cleveland, uh, especially after, like, LeBron left. But, uh He's uh I know I know I know what he can do. I put it that way. So I, I just need to see how he uh, mixes with the team, and depending on that, you know, I, I make my decision on that point. So right now, I'm kind of undecided on if it's just a good move or not. Yeah, I mean, so he's technically played 41 games with three starts. He's averaging eight and a half points, uh, 6.8 boards, 1.9 assists. And shooting about 38% from the field, 35% from three. So, I mean, the benefit is he still is a really good rebounder, even coming off the bench. And I think that's an area that the Heat could definitely improve upon. So, I like it in that regard. Yeah, but I feel like Miami will probably use him more. So, I feel like his stats, after you telling me that now, I feel like his stats will probably go up. I feel like he'll get more wide open three-point shots coming off the bench. I don't know if he'll be a starter. Probably coming oh, off no, the bench. No. And uh, So, we'll see. Yeah, I, I like the move. And now moving on to a move that I know you said that you didn't like or you wouldn't have liked if it happened, but I actually like it. And that's my main man, Russell Westbrook, staying in L.A. and joining the Los Angeles Clippers. I'll say why I like it first, because I think that since the Clippers have had some prominence, let's be honest, they have not been good at point guard since CP3, since the days of Lob City. And, of course, this isn't me saying that Russell Westbrook is as good as CP3 in those days, but he's the best point guard that they have had. And I think that with – we don't really know how often PG and Kawhi Leonard are going to play. We just don't. When they play, it's great. But it's hard getting them actually on the court at the same time. Whereas, say what you will about Russell Westbrook, but that brother is doable. And durable, I mean. And whenever he plays, he's going to give it 110%. And so I think that having him in the lineup, of course, is going to kind of take him some time to get used to the team and get used to the nuances. I think he provides a really consistent presence. And not to mention, when him and Paul George were playing together in OKC, Paul George had arguably the best season of his career and was damn near an MVP candidate. And, of course, that's going to be a little bit different because Kawhi is going to be there and that's going to take away some of the attention. But I also think that's going to allow for the trio to all be better because now you have to worry about Russell Westbrook, which is some an object that they have not – well, teams when defending the Clippers have not really had to worry about because it's always been PG and Kawhi. Now you add Russell Westbrook, though he's not a lethal scorer or a lethal shooter by any means, he's still a guy who can put up big points. I mean, um, I like your point with we don't know when Kawhi and Paul – when they play. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And one thing about Westbrook, if he can, he's going to play. So they always helps you out. And, I mean, the Clippers have shooters to surround him with. So, you know, he's good at um, getting in the paint and, you know, just driving and passing it out, get some people on wide open uh, three-point shots. So he can help with that. Um, I just got to see it. I got to see it. Uh, I don't know how he'll just fully match uh, um, with Paul, George, and Kawhi. 
we seen what he can do with Paul George, but um, you know, uh, he is. The thing about Westbrook, he likes to pass and all that. You know, some people just get hard on him, but at the same time, he just always attacking. Sometimes he just goes too hard, and sometimes it just stops other people from uh, being great. And that's one thing I like about him coming off the bench with LA. It was just perfect. It was perfect for him. But um, Westbrook is not the type of guy that ruins your team, so they got better. And I'm excited to see how they work together. But, I mean, it's only like 20-some games left in the regular season. I mean, Kawhi, Paul, y'all got to learn how to match with him now. So are y'all going to play the rest of the season? Or are y'all still going to be resting? Uh, with 24, like, games left, you're going to rest, what, 15? Mm, don't don't say that. Don't say that. Please don't. I'm just saying because they have, like it's not that many games left, and they do need to learn how to play with everybody. Like Westbrook is not a. I don't know. I would ask this real quick. You consider him like a pass first point guard. I, I, I consider no. him like a score first. Then he'll pass. He's a slasher. For so, sure. I mean, he gets you rebounds and all that. Like you know, so he he helps in multiple ways. Yes, but yeah, he's not a pass first point guard. Pass first point guard by any means, not at all. But I feel you. I'm gonna hope. That because it is kind of coming down to the wire that it will not just be on and off that these players are resting. I'll say this. I can see PG playing more than Kawhi. And I think that a Kawhi, I mean not Kawhi, a PG and Russell Westbrook duo could do some damage. So building on that, right now the Clippers are the fourth seed in the Western Conference. Nine game back uh, of the first seed, not surprising, but only four games back of the Grizzlies at the second seed. One game back of the Kings at the third seed. Do you think that Russell Westbrook can help them not only elevate in the standings, but possibly make a deep playoff run. You know what I always say? It depends on matchups. Um, I think they, um, until Sacramento proves it, you know, I feel like they can get up there with Sacramento. So I feel like they can become the third seed. Memphis, I feel like after the all-star break, we're going to, we're getting our minds back in it. And I feel like we're going to come out and play real good basketball and getting ready. So I see them taking the third seed. Um, depending on the matchups, I mean, I mean the Clippers, they just they just haven't showed me anything. They have all the talent in the world to make it to the finals, but it's just like you know, I just don't know. And uh, can he help them? I, depending on matchups, I can see them making maybe to the uh, Western Conference Finals. Um, but I, you know, I have the Suns being there, so. They'll be a good series. Like if they're all if they're clicking on all cylinders, they can definitely make it to the finals. I, I just don't see them clicking on all cylinders. And like Kawhi, you always rest. I know Sunday they put it in as an injury, but I don't think he'd be injured all the time. I think he'd just be resting. He just be sitting. And it's out. like and it's like you sitting out saying you're saving your energy for the playoffs, but you have yet to even make it to a Western Conference Finals. Like the Clippers have never made it to that. I mean, with how long they've been sitting, I mean, you have no reason but to just be ready to go. Exactly. I'm not in like Kawhi. He like he shows up when he plays. He does. He does that. So is Paul George. But it's like y'all resting. Y'all have these. I don't know the demands and all that. But I'm talking about the resting. Like y'all just resting. And what am I getting for? Like you know, everybody else is playing. I mean, I know you got two rings, but come on, you know, help us make it to the. Finals, you know what I mean? Because they have all the talent in the world to make it. They have a great coach and everything. Yep. Man, man. Tyler was not a great you know, like, coach. You don't think he's not a? You don't think he's a great coach? Absolutely not. And we're not going to sit here and act like he is. 
No, I just, I just mean, I, I mean, I feel like you know Doc Rivers keeps getting the job, and I mean he only got one championship, so does Ty Lue. Mm, sure, mm, sure. Am, yeah, I, you, am I wrong? Am I, okay. am, I, am I wrong? What has Ty Lue done? Realistically, he got a championship with LeBron. I let me ask my question though. Let me finish. Without LeBron, he he doesn't have anything without LeBron. Okay. All right. What has Doc Rivers done? No, I hey, I'm not in the camp of Doc Rivers. I always say the Boston Celtics, that 2008 team has lived off that one championship more than Thank any you. other team in NBA history. It's insane. Thank you. No, I'm don't not, get I'm it not twisted. Mad at, I'm not mad at a black brother getting a job. I'm just saying every time he get a job, he's a proven coach. He, he got that championship. I'm like, man, that championship was a long time ago. Man, exactly. And to be real, <laughs> that team – was fine. I've seen better Boston Celtics teams. It's not even the greatest Boston Celtics team that has ever existed. I would take any yeah, of the Larry Bird led teams over that team. Yeah, I, I respect it. And I'm just I'm not gonna sit there and act like I don't. No disrespect to Doc Rivers. Like you said, I love seeing a brother have a great day. Um, I love that. But no, Doc Rivers is so overrated to me. So overrated. Yeah, but at the same time, you know. When they fired that man, that wasn't his fault. <laughs> Which time? When he got fired from L.A., that wasn't his fault, man. I'm not on the court. I'm not on the court. You see this? I'm not on the court. He's not on the court, but still, it, your job, you weren't on the court in Boston, and you got it done? Apparently. That's what they say. That's what they say. I'm, you I'm, construct, that's what they say. And you still played a big role in constructing that team in L.A. He played a big role in constructing the team they have in Philly. Mm-mm. No. No. I don't think, but hey, we getting off topic. But I got one last question: Is okay. Steve Kerr a great coach? No, he just got good talent. We saw the year when everybody was hurt. <laughs> we were there. They had what the second <laughs> overall pick. <laughs> we were there. Yeah, we saw. <laughs> no, he's not. He just who you consider a good, who you consider a great coach? Greg Popovich. Obviously, I would give credit to Eric Spolstra. Because no matter who the Miami Heat have okay. had, okay. they consistently like in the I like playoffs. That. I liked it. I do. I liked it. Yes. So I would say right now they're the two best coaches in the league. And I know I'd get a lot of blowback for that, but I, I stand by it. Hell! Uh, you ain't going to get the Memphis Grizzly coach any love? Taylor Jenkins is great. I think he, I wouldn't call him one of the best in the league yet, but he's a great coach. I got you. I got you. I got you. But no, I yeah, I would go Pop and Eric Spolster as the top two coaches in the league right uh, now. Uh, what's uh, what's the coach in um? Well, I can't think of his name. The Phoenix Suns. I like him. Monty Williams. I like um, Monty too. But Monty hasn't I won like anything Mon- yet. He hasn't, and I think the Trailblazers coach is pretty cool as well. Um, I don't know why they got a new coach. You talking about uh, no. Chauncey Billups? Because he's their coach yeah. now. You no, know I'm saying like he he it's like he has them playing competitively, so I like it. Okay. I like Chauncey as a player minus the, you know, his punk behind Pistons beating my Lakers in the 04 finals. But other than that, I like Chauncey Billups. Somebody had to do it. I mean, somebody had okay, to do it. Okay, they didn't. Nobody had to do it. Okay, we're getting off topic. But, yes, we, t- <laughs> we talked to players who've been bought out. Let's go ahead and move on to All-Star Weekend. Now, I'm not going to lie to you, my brother. I didn't watch any of it. I watched a clip of, like, the dunk contest, but other than that, I genuinely did not watch anything. Did you watch much of it? 
I never watch the dunk contest. I mean, I never watch All Star Weekend. So. I usually watch it. I watch none of it. I've only seen clips. Okay. Um, I've heard a lot about it. Even some of my friends talking about it. So I mean, I can go off. You know, for what I've heard, um, I ain't like. I've been saying for the longest they need to get rid of the dunk competition. Um, I heard it was good. I heard the guy that wanted we really showed up for. Mac, I Mac that, McClung did his thing. I, I heard, but I mean, that was like he saved. I mean, no, because he's still gonna have a problem next year. Um, yeah. I think they need to get rid of it. Now, I've been a big person saying they need to do like a one-on-one competition, but I mean, you got to get the players to sign on with that because if you do sign on for one-on-ones, you putting people brands on the line and all that. So a lot of people probably don't want to do that. Yeah, it's um, an ego thing. Because if you lose, you can't blame nobody. It's on you yeah, if you got cooked. E- that's exactly. That's the ego thing. And, you know, like I say, some people, like, they get a one-on-one. LeBron probably not doing it. But, uh, Hell no. He, he definitely not. But um, I can see competitive people like Westbrook. <laughs> Westbrook will show up. Who want it? Who want all of it? Who want the smoke? I would love that. But uh, I would love that. I would love that, but I doubt they would do that. So I have to really sit down and think about what they need to replace it with. Of course, everybody loves the three-point competition. Um, I actually am a big fan of the skills um, challenge and all that. I do like that a lot. Um, the All-Star game, I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of people have a problem saying it's not competitive. But I mean, I don't know how you do it. I don't know what you got to do to make it competitive. I mean... They don't want to hurt themselves. I mean, it's really supposed to be they break, but they're still out here playing ball, you know, and having fun, but playing ball. So, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know how you make the All-Star game more um, competitive. I really don't know. Like, maybe you got to just get some. I don't know. It, hey, uh, whoever, uh, the player that wins the All-Star game MVP, they team get a first-round draft pick. I don't know. I'm just talking. Okay. Now you just talking. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you kind of <laughs> skipped ahead in the program, but that's cute. It's fine. We're going to keep going I with did. it. Because, did I really? But no, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. Because as you mentioned, there was a lot of talk about this All-Star game, which, by the way, Team Giannis won, 184 to 175. But because I am not a sore loser, Embryo, you – had the voted, quote-unquote, better draft. So, congratulations. Hey, thank you, thank you. But still, Team Giannis won, so that's fun, too. Um, But, yeah, a lot of people have criticized the game itself. I mean, Jalen Brown, who participated, said that's not basketball. That was a glorified layup line. Uh, Team LeBron coach Michael Malone, a.k.a. head coach of the uh, Denver Nuggets, said that is the worst basketball game ever played. Because let's be honest, it's not really basketball. Everyone's just scoring, which is cool. I mean, hell, the final score was 184 to 175. Nobody's playing defense. Yeah, nobody. But in your opinion, do you think that, let's be honest, it's an all-star game. Nobody's really expecting it to be like full throttle. Like you said, nobody's trying to get hurt. Do you think the NBA should try to make it a more competitive game or people should just appreciate it for what it is? Uh, one, I'm, I'm going to say people just need to appreciate it for what it is because I don't, I don't have an answer to how they can make it more competitive. Yeah. I, I don't have an answer. Like, what can you do? Um, I, I was... I was one. I was one with saying, you know, the team that win. I mean, the team that loses might have to donate to the uh, uh, like a um, charity of 
charity or something. I mean, but why did the thing is why would somebody want to play? Like, why I got to donate my money? Or maybe their teams will donate the money. Well, that's still a gross mindset to have, but you know, gang gang. What you trying to for them thinking that? Yeah, imagine not playing in an all star game because you don't want to donate to charity. That's sick. Yeah, this. I mean, yeah, but uh, look, I guess it's their money. I don't know, but I agree with you. But uh, you know, I mean, hey, I don't know, but uh. I, like maybe because you know when it comes down to money, people will play, you know. So, but I'm gonna say just be happy with what we have because I don't know how you make it more competitive unless you have an idea. Because you know, you know, young and gifted, young gifted and black baby. Happy birthday, Nina Simone. Um, actually, I have nothing because the thing is, I don't watch. <laughs> I thought you had something. <laughs> I don't. I don't watch All Star Weekend like I said, and so I don't really have a I don't have a horse in this race because I don't care I'm not watching yeah. I'll say this though having the draft the same day and then like having all the concerts and stuff that's too long that's too much like I get it you want to have a halftime show you want to have all the pomp and the circumstance baby get in and get out people got to go to work the next day like this is a lot going on especially because it's not really going to be a good game yeah, I but I did like I did like that uh, they did the draft before the game because like I say, you see some of the people faces when they before they get chosen last. Like Joker was second to last, and he made he, he almost could have been last. He could have been he probably could have been last. He just went ahead and got up and walked to LeBron like yeah, gee, it's, it's not about to go like that. Which is funny, <laughs> like stuff like I don't okay. Let me phrase that. I wasn't saying I mind having the draft before the game, but it's a lot going on. For a glorified shoot around. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a lot. You're right. You're right. In just in one day. Like it's just. I just feel like it could be condensed a little bit. But I'll say this. I agree with Jason Tatum winning MVP. Broke the all time scoring record with 55 points. Won the Kobe Bryant um, MVP award. Which aptly named Kobe has I think tied. Has tied for the most all star MVPs. Or has won the most all star MVPs. One of the two. I don't remember. Well, I mean, okay, congratulations okay. to Jason Tatum. Also, congratulations, like we said, to Max McGlunn winning the dunk contest. Damian Lillard won the three-point contest. And then Team Jazz won the Kia Skills Challenge. So props to them. Clap, clap. Look at them doing it for their home team. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, skill challenge, they not getting hurt, but they trying to win. So it's competitive. Three-point contest, they, they not getting hurt. They're just trying to win, which makes it competitive. Dunk contest just needs to be changed to something. I just don't know what you can do for if you I don't know maybe you can have a score limit for the All Star game see who can get to it first and who like I said earlier the team that wins the the losers have to donate money to a charity or that they choosing. I I think that'd be good. I don't have any issue with that. I don't know. I just like I said I don't watch so I don't totally care. But yeah, but. I'm, I'm just thinking of the mindset of 21. You know, when you're on the court playing the game of 21, you know, nobody's really competitive until a brother gets 19. Now, Yeah, I think that would be more them. fun. Like, or they could do it. Okay, now I, now my brain is working. Maybe they could do like a I set. I know I smelled something. <laughs> Can you smell what the raven is cooking? Um, So they could maybe do like like – Three on like a kind of a three on three tournament or something of those lines yes, of twenty one yes. or in honor of Kobe yes. play twenty four and then 
do that. I think that'd be yep. more entertaining or like a one-on-one. Like, I think that'd be more entertaining than doing the all-star game because you could still draft your teams. You know what I'm saying? And you could have, like, what, four captains and boom. Math. You know what? That's not a bad idea. Um, if you still want to do it on that same day, we could probably have a team of threes and have a tournament, like three-on-three tournaments. Yeah. So maybe it could be like, um, yeah, something like that. Maybe, like you said, like four captains, so it would be four teams. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's like a round. semifinals round, then championship round. Yeah, and they'll be competitive. Yeah. They will be competitive now. How would you do the drafting and picking? I guess you could just pick like the All Star team. I don't just kind of like All Star. It, 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 it mean, could it, still be like All Star votes, and then the top four vote getters will be captains. Hey, look, NBA, we helped y'all out. Y'all got to figure out the rest. No, nah, for real. Because look, usually I save my booking for WWE, which we'll absolutely get to. But so send our checks. Checks in the yeah, mail. Yeah, send our checks. I need. I need. I need a good. Uh, how, how much we need, right? Um, you know, we we are like you said, we are young, gifted, and black and broke. Um, go ahead and slide us. Added another word right there, didn't it? Go no. ahead and slide us a hundred k each. I think that's yeah, hundred k. Cool. That's easy for the NBA. Easy that's money. Easy. But I mean, I know I want hundred k after the taxes. So see how much you need. No, nah, for real. No, taxes, you're I'm absolutely now, right. 100K. Or you could just put it under the table, and we ain't ever gonna tell nobody. Wink, wink. Yeah, we're never gonna tell nobody. Go ahead, put it under the table. Go ahead, pull that contract. I sign. Boom. There we go. We saw one hunger. We we got it. NBA. We did it. We did it, man. Never know. You'll never you'll never even know. Exactly. But now let's go ahead and solve some other problems with this week's game of believable or buffoonery. You talked about it. One on one tournament would be pretty dope. However, there is one player quite confident that if he was to participate in one, he would win. And that's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, when asked if there was anyone who could guard him one-on-one, he said, there's no one-on-one There's no one on one in my world. There's me playing against two guys, three guys, four guys. One-on-one isn't my thing. It's impossible. So let's say we did have this fictional tournament, believable or buffoonery, Giannis would win. Oh, I mean... I wouldn't be shocked if he did win, but I can name a couple players that I feel like they could probably beat him. I mean, um, the thing I like about Giannis, he he does he he can he can really play defense, um, and you know he he can shoot, but he you know he doesn't really shoot. He doesn't need to. He just out will power you and get in the lane. So he would be a hard person to beat. But I mean, Kevin Durant can't guard him, but I doubt he can fully fully guard Kevin Durant. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean they're about the same. Uh, what Giannis weights like two forty or something like that. Giannis weights like two forty three. I mean Durant weights like two something as well. Like I can't <laughs> think of like probably like two forty. No, he don't. Kevin Durant. I'm looking at. I'm looking at. Yes, he does. Bag of bones. The only difference between them is it's all muscle on Giannis. But I mean, Cold, man, Kevin, look, can, can, look, he look. Stop, can he stop Kevin Durant on the defensive end? Can he really stop Kevin Durant? No. Let me make it more interesting. I feel like Kevin Durant. I mean, but KD is one of them. I feel like they could probably beat him. And I'm not saying he can't beat Kevin Durant. That's not what I'm saying. One-on-one competition, he is pushing the crap out of KD. KD can't stop him from getting to the rim. Uh, Agreed. You got Joel. You got Joker. I think you could beat Joel Embiid. And I think he could beat Joker. But I'm saying you don't think they could beat him? I would say Embiid before I said Jokic. But you're not saying it's not possible. It's not impossible. All right. Now, I feel like most of the league can't beat him. I will say that. 
But when you get to the, I'm just thinking more like skilled big men, kind of like him, because I consider him a big. I'm thinking like skilled big men, like you know, like you, like Joel Joker. They can shoot jump shots and all that. And, and I mean, I'm pretty sure some guards that probably can, but I can't think of nobody right now because I know some people probably out there. Well, Steph Curry, I'm like, okay. Steph Curry couldn't do like, nothing okay. defensively with Giannis. We'll do nothing defensively now. Maybe you know Steph can cross him up and get a three every now and then, but defensively is it. over. It's you ain't you not moving. Yeah, and look, and don't let don't let it be a one on one game where every time you score you get the ball back and Giannis get the ball first. It's over. That's over. It's over. Completely over. It's over. It's, it's done. I, I change the channel at that point. I'm like, I'm not about to watch this massacre. Yeah. This it's barbecue chicken, as Shaq would say. So barbecue you're calling chicken. Um, So you're calling buffoonery on this? Yeah, and I guess I'm going more for KD because I feel like KD can probably beat him in a one-on-one because he he can't stop KD. Now, like I say, he, KD can't stop him either. It would be a very interesting game. I would love to see that. But I also do not believe that KD is 240 pounds. Like, I understand he's tall. He's like seven feet, though. But he not. I don't believe he's 240. Giannis is like, what, 6'8", 6'9"? 6'9", 6'10", 1 to 2. And KD like seven feet tall? I mean... That mm, hey. height don't height don't mean weight. Hey, I, I mean, if if KD is seven feet tall, you don't think he's over uh, uh, over two hundred some pounds? Barely. You really don't think that? Barely. So, so you said they just they just lying? Yes, they lie all the time on measurements. On weight, they gonna lie in on sports. Weight? Yeah. All right. So how much you how, how much you think he weighs? Realistically. Like I'm gonna say two fifteen. All right, so two fifteen. All right, he is skinny. He's skinny as crap. That's what I'm saying. Like I just two forty don't sound real. You can't I mean, tell I me. Just, I, I don't I believe that he weighs as much he's as Giannis. Tall. He's tall. Yes, but I don't believe he weighs as much as Giannis. So I weigh more than uh, KD. That's crazy. I I could believe it. But you wear yeah, well, boo boo, honey. All right, next up. <laughs> Since we're talking about forwards. Kevin Garnett has some interesting comments about the current state of the league, more specifically in the Western Conference, where he said that Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving are the best duo in the entire Western Conference. Is that believable? Cap, it ain't believable or buffoonery. It's Cap. Okay, so who is? I I say buffoonery too. I want to say that Kevin Garnett face. He got them hands. I ain't about to deal with that. I'm going to call buffoonery as well, but who do you think is the best duo right now? Uh, ladies first. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am a gentleman. Yeah, sure. I think at this present moment, I think I would say KD and Devin Booker. Yes, ma'am. I think that's where I'd have to go. What about you? That's where I have to go as well. Uh, that's where I'm going, KD and... Booker, even though they haven't even played a second together, I know they're most likely ninety-five percent. They're gonna match together pretty well. Yeah, and then uh, I admittedly I would take a fully healthy LeBron and AD over Kyrie and Luca. You know what? I didn't think about that. And uh, LeBron, how he plays, yes. And if AD shows up, you are correct. So correct. I know. Thank you. Hey, a healthy, a healthy uh, Stephen Clay. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, so Kevin Garnett, uh, with many things, I disagree with. All right, let's go ahead and keep 
moving. So you and I have talked about it. You kind of made a joke about it, but it is a real issue, and that is players sitting out games, not even because of their health. It's just they're taking a rest. And Anthony Edwards, star for the Minnesota Timberwolves, has recognized it was an issue and has decided to speak on it and said all these guys sitting, resting, just play, man. These people might have enough money to come to one game, and that might be the game they come out to when you're sitting out. Kind of similar to what Kobe Bryant said with regards to him playing through injuries. So, believable or buffoonery, the NBA needs to do a better job of stopping players from sitting out games. Yes, but at the same time, well, yeah, the NBA needs to do something, but at the same time, it also goes to the organization. So, um, how do you deal with that? I don't know. Um, I have to sit back and just think about it. But, I mean, these guys... I mean, they're getting paid regardless. They're millionaires. They're getting paid regardless. And if their camp says, hey, we just want him to rest these many um, days trying to push his career further and further, a lot of these teams, they don't push back. They just be like, okay, and they sign them. But, uh, they're just happy to get the stars on their team. Exactly. But I do understand where they're coming from because some people don't have that much money. Uh, and, uh, you know, you save your money up to see this player and you make it to the game and they're not there, it would hurt you. It would hurt, you know what I mean? Um, and that's why I, uh, I remember that quote. That's why uh, I, I like what Kobe Bryant did um, and a lot of players. But I think a lot of players are just getting used to it. Uh, cause I feel like they all started with San Antonio. Like, that's, that's my first like time just ever remembering. Like I remember Popovich rested his players. But they was older. Yeah, they, they was, was almost older. in their mid-30s. Oh, yeah, like but these players, like, Young players resting. It's just like, come on, man, just play. You know what I mean? I know it's easier said than done, but, hey, you're getting paid to do it. You know what I mean? You're getting paid a lot to do it. So play. Just go out there and play. No, I feel essentially, that. You're going, essentially, like NBA-wise, you're going out there. To, to, uh, you only work 82 nights in a year because you got, like, 82 games. Now, of course, that's not considering playoffs. Like, man, you don't go out there and make that money and show up if you can. If you're injured, that's a different story. Right. But – I mean, honestly, if you think about it like that, they only they get if your team don't make the playoffs. I know it's other stuff you doing wise, but like you really only get paid millions to play eighty two, eighty two. You 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 getting paid millions to uh, work eighty two nights that year. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. Um, I I think you have a good point. Like with regards to like, don't get me wrong. There are certain players like LeBron James has earned the right to rest games, not just because he's one of the best players of all time but because he's 38 what do you expect nope. this man to do like he may be in great physical con- condition and could clearly still play but it if i'm lebron i'm not gonna keep putting my body through that all night every night especially considering he has to take on such a heavy offensive load now i will say this try to meet in the middle if teams already know they already know they're gonna arrest people it would be the coaching staff and the team's job. You need to put out there before the season. Like Once the schedule comes out, you need to put out there if your star player is going to probably rest that game. And that helps the yeah. fans choose what ticket they want to buy. Now, granted, if they get injured, that's a whole other scenario. And, you know, um, you know, stuff is subject to change, you know what I mean, if they get injured. But if you want to keep resting your players, especially like somebody like LeBron, people are trying to see LeBron. LeBron is at the end of his career. Kind of, you know, he in his last couple of seasons. Make it known. And LeBron is one of them guys. Make it known which ones he's resting. Yeah, I mean, let's say you he, you say he resting, and it turns out he does play that game. I mean, 
it, it, hey, life ain't perfect. But um, definitely get to let people know when you're gonna arrest them. I like, think- look at that camera and say what you think when you think you're gonna arrest them, and then make sure you make it public. So now it's the fans' jobs and the NBA to put it out there and see. Okay, I want to buy this ticket, but no, LeBron not playing. I'm not watching this game because I want to see LeBron, and I'm not about to waste my money. I think they could do it like on a week by week basis, because like you don't know what how the season's gonna play out. But like at the start of each week, a hey, if you feel like you're gonna rest, let me know. And I think that teams need to like put it in players' contracts. In each season, you get five to ten games to rest. Other than that, if you're healthy, you're gonna play. Like I think, I, that, like it. I think once you actually put that into fine print and get that in writing, I think that that'll help kind of change it because now it's not really being regulated, so it's just kind of like you rest whenever you want to rest. But I think if you start putting in players' contracts, they get a, an allotted amount of rest days. I think that we'll start to see a change in a change in it. But all right, yeah, let's, talk, yeah, but let's talk about another league-wide talking point, and that is players requesting trades. As we all know, throughout the past several seasons, it's become a common thing, and Kyrie Irving said he doesn't see why it's such a big deal. He said, wouldn't it become terrible to make great business decisions for yourself, your happiness, and your peace of mind? Not every your employer you're going to have, you're going to get along with. So, believable or buffoonery? Players should not be faulted for requesting trades. Uh, believable because and I always look at it like this: the team, besides they don't have a no trade clause. Besides that, the team could wake up and say they want to trade them for another player. Right. So if I'm not happy, I'm gonna tell you about it. I I request a trade. Now I might have a problem with it where it comes down to uh, if the team says no, they don't want to trade you, and now you want to pout and just go home and not play no more. I don't kind of really agree with that because I mean they're still paying you, so you know. I don't know. I just look at it differently. I say, y'all get paid a lot. Like, I get you probably don't like where you at right now, but go out there and still ball. And hopefully, like, ball, if, if, if it was me and I request a trade and they say, no, we're not trading you, I'm going to still go out there and play for my teammates and ball hard and still let them know I want to be traded on the offseason. I want to open up the eyes to the league so maybe somebody can throw something out there to get me. You know what I mean? So, um, but I have no problem with it. I have no problem. If you could trade me, I can request for a trade myself as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because if that's the case, then we got to get on teams about trading players at the drop of a dime. So, no, I don't have an issue with it either. I think that there are definitely – I have more of an issue with players resting than requesting trades. Because at the end of the yeah. day, I mean, I think Kyrie put it pretty well. Like, typically we always hear it's a business or whatever, but, like, it's also about your mental health. If you're in a place where you don't feel happy and you don't feel good about yourself – you deserve to be able to get out. You deserve to be able to leave. Like, you and I, our jobs right now, if we wanted to quit, we could just quit. But if you're in the NBA, you can't really do that. You can retire, but you can't quit and go to a different team. It's not that simple. So, yeah. I don't have a problem with it. All right, last couple of questions, and they are both related to my squad. Uh, First off, we got Bron Bron, who uh, talked about this final stretch of the season and said, it's the most important games of my career for a regular season. I don't want to see myself not being in the postseason for two years. As of right now, like LeBron said, there are 23 games left to the Lakers season, and if the season ended right now, they'd be on the outside looking into the playoffs, currently situated at that 13th seed. It's a lot to ask for, but I mean, I think it can be done, but believable or buffoonery, the Lakers will make the playoffs this season. Um, after the trade, I say believable. 
Um, I, I believe y'all can definitely make it, but who's gonna, people got to show up. LeBron dropping 30 and 40-point games, somebody else needs to show up and help him win. You know what I mean? Like, I think I said it like last week, or I said it before at least. A lot of the games y'all have lost recently was like by like a couple points. Like, you just got to make some adjustments. Um, I definitely say believable. Uh, I believe you all can make it. I believe it too, um, especially because right now, looking at just some of the teams ahead of us, um, it's the uh, Portland Trail Blazers. I could see us overtaking them. The Utah Jazz, I think, is going to fall off the cliff soon. The Oklahoma City Thunder are another team. You already know my feelings on the Pelicans um, and the whole Zion situation. Same with the Timberwolves. So I think it absolutely can be done. And then once we get into the play-in, I could see it being a situation of LeBron just saying screw it and like going crazy to ensure that the Lakers advance. Yeah, but I mean y'all not catching the Timberwolves. They got that boy, uh you know, you know who they got. We three games back. I'm good. Y'all not catching Rudy Gobert that dude. I mean he man, You he right, like, he is the greatest defensive player of all time. Honestly, all defensive <laughs> awards should be named after him. You're right. You so right. Yeah, y'all not catching the Timberwolves. It's over. We can only hope that Jester LeBron just holds up to the real king of the NBA. We can only hope. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if y'all mention with the Timberwolves, I'm, I'm I'm scared for AD. I don't know what. Oh he's my gonna gosh, do. he's gonna get obliterated. Oof. Oof. <laughs> scary, scary hours. Scary hours. Scary. Uh, uh, right. Scary. All right. Last but not least, before we make our elimination chamber recap uh, observations. Paul George had some interesting comments uh, regarding winning a championship with the Clippers as opposed to win a championship with the Lakers, where he said a championship with the Clippers 100% will outweigh a championship with the Lakers. And he said that it would truly be legacy-defining. Now, maybe I'm tripping, and this might sound crazy coming out of my mouth as a Lakers fan, but I think this is 100% believable. I totally get what he's saying. Yeah, when I first heard it, I'm like, what? Then when you just sit back and look at it and think, he's right. I mean, he's right. Um, just like, just to stop with the L.A. for a second. If you're on a team and that, and that team never, let's say, like, well, with the Clippers' point of view, I'm, I'm, let me get back to it, actually. They never never been ring. to a Western Conference Finals, never been to a Finals. Like, if you, let's say they made it to the Finals and lost. Like, you're legendary. You're the first team to ever do that. And you're in LA, but like you said, they never, they don't even have a championship. Right. And to be the first one to get that for the Clippers, like LA, I mean, the Lakers are always going to own LA. But I mean, um, a lot of, I mean, a lot of LA people still go to the Clippers games. I mean, I mean, you know, they the Clippers, so they go. Yes, they they show up. They show up, and I feel. I, my, do you think a lot? People would be at the parade. <laughs> People would go. Yeah, of course they'd be at the parade. But, yeah, I think – and just kind of build on that. I mean, let's, Lakers just won their 17th ring a couple years ago, right? Nobody yep. talks about that ring. If anything, people discredit that ring because it's the quote-unquote bubble ring or the Mickey Mouse ring. I don't one, discredit it. because one of the hardest rings. That was right. one of the hardest rings to get. A ring is a ring. But, yep. like I said, nobody yep. talks about that. However, you look at the Clippers, a team who has never made it, and if they were to win run and you are the first one of the best players on the team to get them there, you're legendary. You're always going to be remembered in that canon of that season. Because right. 10 years from now, 
even if y'all were tired, whatever the case, excuse me, may be, the story's going to be Paul George helped get the Clippers this ring. You're going to live on forever. You're going to get your jersey retired. You're going to get damn near free everything you want just because yeah, you real. helped do it. And like I was telling somebody else, like with the Lakers, winning is an expectation. It's a disappointment if we don't get a ring. Or if we yep. don't make it far in the playoffs. But for a team like the Clippers who have been so bad for so long, you get them their first ring, you set. So I think it's I think it's definitely believable. It's definitely believable, but I was thinking about this too. I think it's very important if the Lakers win one more ring, because if they win another ring, they will have the most championships in the NBA. So I think that will matter. Like out of all the, the rings, I feel like that one of those be one of the ones that matter. They'll finally look like they like they finally back. On the top of the NBA, they got the most championships. But I yes, still agree with you with I, the Clippers. I, I agree with you to an extent because that can always change. Because let's say we do it, what if the Celtics win it the next year? Yeah, yeah. Then that takes it away. But I think with the Clippers, it's like you always remember your first. And so if you get your first one, nobody can ever take that away from you. Ooh, you're right about that. I always remember the first. Okay. So, yes. Look at us being in agreement again. Oh, my gosh. I'm so proud of us. I'm so proud. You want to know what I'm even more proud of? Go ahead. Elimination Chamber being really good. It was really good. It was. So, let's go ahead and recap it the It was event. almost perfect. It was almost perfect. I agree. I agree. Uh, let's go ahead and recap. Asuka surprises no one with her Elimination Chamber win, setting the stage for her match against the EST at WrestleMania, Bobby Lashley wins against Brock because Brock really didn't want the smoke and like everybody else could not get out of the hurt lock. The great couple shows the Judgment Day that they still got it in a banger of a tag team match. Austin Theory retains the U.S. title in one of the best Elimination Chamber matches I've ever seen, and I stand on that. And finally, the legend of the Tribal Chief lives on, but not after a hell of an effort from Sami Zayn. You and I both tied with a four and one record, so congratulations to you for not losing. Congratulations oh, to you. me congratulations for not losing. To you as well. Congratulations but, to you as well. But unfortunately, neither of us are winners, so. Hey, hey, hey! Look, if, if we didn't lose, we both won. I'm so no, proud of you. No, that's not real. That's not real. Well, I'm still proud of you. It don't matter. Thank you. I'm proud of you too. You want to know? Oh. Oh. So continue because I'm just so proud of you. I would love to hear what was your favorite match on the card. Ooh, favorite match on the card. That is a tough one. I liked all the matches. Um, I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with um Roman Reigns versus Sammy. I guess that the emotion pulled me in because of the storyline they've been building for so long. Um, and all of Canada just cheering for him. Uh, I'm gonna go with that. Um. I'm gonna choose that, but man, that that's a tough one to ask for because I, I I really enjoyed all the matches. I really did. The atmosphere was amazing for that match. It was. It was for like probably about I, I'm not gonna say ten minutes. Probably about eight minutes. They just stood there, they didn't do nothing, just stood there, and like everybody was just going crazy. It was really beautiful, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I I think they had made mention of what's his face, uh, Sami Zayn having a wife, and I was like, oh, you have you're married. I never knew. Never knew. The only way, the only reason I know he's married, because I remember when he left for a while. I don't know if he was injured or he was just, you know, taking a break. They they had a picture of him on social media with his wife. I think they was hiking. So that's when I found out. Never knew. And then um, on Raw, I missed 
the whole segment, but I heard like uh, KO say something about Sammy had a son. I was like, he has a child. Now that's news to me. I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't think I don't remember seeing a little boy at the, in the audience. But that'd be so messed up if you didn't let your your kid come, unless he's like a baby. But didn't know that. Um, my favorite match was the uh, United States Championship Elimination Chamber. I think everybody came out of that match better for it. More especially Montez Ford, who I'll get to a bit later. But it was really, really good. And I think that even with the whole Logan Paul interruption, it sets up a match for WrestleMania, which we know is going to be good. Um, Austin Theory, it kind of presents new challenges for him. So now we're not going to just keep seeing the same Bobby and Seth angle, which I'm excited for. Um, Johnny Gargano had a terrific showing, even though Loki had quite a few spots where I'm like, yo, are you good? Because when he did that that sunset flip, I mean, I saw that the, the Hurricane uh, Rana the, on the uh, skate. Yeah, and like you just see his face smack against it. Yeah, <laughs> I know that hurt. I know that hurt. Bronson Reed looked incredibly strong, even though he was the first one eliminated. Damian Priest had some good spots. Like, like I said, it's genuinely one of the best elimination chamber matches I've ever watched, and so it was honestly just so much fun because you ne- you really didn't know what was going to happen next. And I love matches like that that keep me on my toes. Because, like I said, I kind of had to spoil for me knowing that Austin Theory was going to win, but I didn't know how he was going to win. I didn't know anything else besides that. So it was a lot of fun. What was your favorite moment of the night? Yeah, um, favorite moment. <laughs> uh, can I have? Can I have two or just one? You, uh, you know what? Just because I'm so proud of you, I'll let you have two. Okay, so I'm not gonna say. Okay, I'm gonna say this one was most shocking to me, and that was when Bronson Reeve got eliminated first. Because literally, I sat on my couch and said, "I just lost against Raven." Because I knew I didn't pick him to get out first. I didn't either. You had Johnny, <laughs> so I and I had Damian so Priest. I thought about it. Like, I thought about it for a second, and I realized, I was like, okay, she didn't pick him either. But then I was like, what if Johnny's going to win? Oh, my gosh, I didn't mess up. So I was a little scared for a second. Um, I ain't going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you. My favorite moment <laughs> was when Montez got curb stomped. Because I just had a feeling he was going to get eliminated because of himself. I just had a feeling, because remember I said it last week, I was like, he's going to do a flaw smash and get hit by a curb stomp, and he did. Last, like, So that was like one of my favorite moments, I'm not going to lie, but uh, it was just a lot, but I'm going to choose that one, because I just knew it was going to happen. Yeah, that was a good one. Mine was not even any wrestling itself, but it was when um, Roman Reigns was chirping at Sammy's wife, like when he had Sammy outside the ring, he was yeah. like, I wanted us together. He tore us apart. <laughs> I was rolling. Just, of course, anything he says to the audience, like off mic, is hilarious. But when he was chirping at Sammy's wife, that was just all of that got me. It was great. That was real good. Uh, something I wish I, I, I really thought Jay was about to hit him in the back with a chair. And if he did, I was going to be like, Rum, you got to stop giving people chairs and walking off, man. <laughs> Yeah, that was silly. I'm so happy he didn't hit him because it's like the first time you see it, it's like, oh, shit, that's crazy, Sammy. But with Jay doing it, it just wouldn't – it would just kind of feel recycled. It wouldn't It wouldn't feel the same. I, I just I just don't know what they're going to do because, like, Roman's going to look at the tape and be like, you was about to hit me. You wasn't listening to me. Like, And I'm just like, what, what's going to go on with the, with the tag team belts? Because I know the you Roman know was KO – but I'm just saying, they were like, KO and Sammy was going to go against them. But it's like, Jay still messes with Sammy. So it's going to be like, 
you know, Jay gonna be like, you know, you really, I, I, I respect you. I'm standing up for you. You gonna still come for my titles? You know what I mean? It's like, it's weird. I like it. I like it. That's pretty much the, the like I like because I don't really know what's gonna happen. I, you know what's gonna happen. We getting yeah, Uso but versus I'm gonna feel bad. I, I want to know what's gonna happen with Jay. Like, what's going? When is Jay gonna get? Now that you know I he, agree with, I don't know. Now I'm 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 not gonna lie to you. I'm kind of very nervous about the future of the bloodline. That's what I'm. I'm scared because I love the bloodline. I, I love the bloodline, but I feel like whenever Roman finally loses, I feel like he's gonna disappear for a while. Do what? I don't know. Maybe go do some acting. I don't think he's gonna quit in anything. I just feel like his character needs to disappear. It's just for gonna a be, second. Oh yeah, he's gonna see, fall off the face of the earth for sure. Yeah, I, I don't see him just losing then still showing up on Friday Night SmackDown all the time. You know no, what I mean? So no. I feel like he'll disappear. Now, what do you do with Paul Heyman? I don't know. Maybe Paul Heyman could disappear for a second. Yeah. I feel like the Usos and um, Solo will still be around. But what would they be doing? I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm and I'm just saying, like, Jay, I feel like Jay deserves something out of this. Jay deserves something. He was abused and beat to get in the bloodline. Like, he's always been the one that I always, like, now, I've told you, I, I wouldn't mind if he had took the belts. So I feel like he deserved it. But I don't know what comes in. Come, what, like, how, what happens to him? That's my question. I feel you. I, I definitely understand that. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to who we believe increased their stock and decreased their stock. For me, I ain't going to lie to you. Montez Ford. Yes. We, we've all been talking about Montez being a bad, bad dude. Yep. This weekend just solidified. I should have known as soon as he came out in that gear, which Bianca went crazy on, because that jacket was sick. It was so dope. Then he just, he went crazy. That spot where he He wanted to be a spider monkey on the uh, top of (laughs) the chamber went crazy. Frog splash, crazy. He just, I was so proud of him. I I was proud of him, too. I was so happy, uh. He wasn't the first one to get eliminated. Cause I know I did choose him to get eliminated first. No, you didn't. You picked Johnny Gargano. I did pick Johnny Gargano. You're right. Uh, I'm very happy. Uh, he, he he did real good. And then, like, the way he went out, he still was protected. Like, you got curb stump on the on the cage. So, I mean, who, who would get up from that? You know what I mean? So, he, he was protected getting out. Um, very happy for him. Uh, his stock definitely went up. Um... Somebody's stock that went down. I know I have mine, but go with yours. I'm thinking because I mean I enjoyed all the matches, but go ahead. I'm gonna say Nikki Cross. I feel like I'll be the first to admit, like when she became like crazy Nikki again, I was hyped for it. I was like, yes, finally. But even since then, it's just kind of eh. It hasn't. It's not the same since NXT, but it's just not as powerful of a gimmick as it was. And so, of course, when she, she was eliminated first, it was like, yeah, she should have got eliminated first. Like, I wasn't sh- shocked by it at all. And so I just don't really know where you go with Nikki Cross now. Okay. I, I respect that. Um, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to go with the ref that got L5 like three wow. times by Brock. He, he, he He's fired. No, nah, he's not fired. He's expired because he's dead now. <laughs> really, right? He's dead. I feel like his stock went all the way down. That was man. so funny because like, it's like, bro, what did I even do? 
I did my job. <laughs> nah, for real. Um, somebody stopped that went down. I, I I don't have I don't have anybody stop that went down. Even though Nikki went out first, you know, it was like I guess it was really expected. I guess in a way, I know I picked Natalia, but you know I wasn't shocked when she got eliminated first. Yeah, me. Either. Um, so I ain't gonna necessarily just say her stock went down. In my eyes, at least, I just feel like it just stayed the same. <laughs> so I, I don't have a, a, uh, anybody that stock went down. That's fair. There ain't nothing wrong with that. I don't think I had anybody who decreased their stock at Royal Rumble. So ain't nothing wrong with that. All right, one booking decision, one thing you would have done differently with Elimination Chamber, just one. All right, I got you. Um, it, not the match, just something on the card. Just in general, one booking decision, one thing you would have done differently with the pay-per-view. Uh, I would have just, if you wanted Brock to look strong, I would I would have just let him leave and get lost with a spear or made him fall out from the pain. Don't let him lose by kicking Bobby in the manly place. It just don't make sense. Not the manly place. Um. Yeah, <laughs> we... The manly place. Yeah, you and I are in agreement. I also uh, I also said just had a better finish for Bobby versus Brock. I don't have a specific one in mind, but just not that. All right, let's talk our WTF moment. It can be a good, a bad, uh, or like I said, a WTF, something that shocked us. And like I said, this one, uh, Montez wanted to turn into freaking Spider-Man, crawled up the cage, was like, no, nah, I'm going to go a little bit higher flips all the way around and then just lands on everybody that was sick that's probably the first time i've seen that in a match and i think i told you this last uh episode but like he's actually afraid of heights so that just made seeing that even cooler definitely definitely um i'm gonna choose something else i guess it's a uh it's also gonna be for the man's the men's and uh that was uh bronson reeve getting eliminated first that was one for me um i didn't see it coming I saw the super kick. I said, oh, somebody else is there. Oh, somebody else is there. Okay. That three-piece okay. uh, super kick went crazy. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, after that, did he get what? Frog splash? Yes, he did Montez. by Montez. Yeah, so like I say, that was just, that was a, oh, that was just, it was just like shocking. I'm like, is he really about to get eliminated first? Then when he got eliminated, I'm like, oh my gosh. But I think they also pushed me like, I don't know what's going to happen in this match. I know. <laughs> it was great. It was so good. It was so. so it was good. that was a real like that that pay per view. What could have it, it was great, but it, it could have just been like perfect. Besides the ending with the Brock and Bobby, because the match I, I liked the match with Bobby and Brock. It was quick. They was beating the crap out of each other real quick. You know, it wasn't nothing crazy. I'm like, okay, this is good. But then they did that. I'm just like, come on now. Yeah, it, it did take it away from me a bit. I understand. All right, so last but certainly not least, what would you grade this show? Uh, I would give it an A. Uh, I would definitely give it an A. And if the Brock thing didn't happen, it would have been an A plus. But I'm giving it an A. I respect that. I give it a B plus. I mean, the Brock ending did okay, kind of okay. wasn't in love with that. But I mean, I thought all the matches were pretty good. The women's elimination chamber was kind of it was fine. I've seen better. It had some cool moments like Liv with the sunset flip was dope. Of course, yeah, Oscar was, was gonna win. I don't know. I just feel like because it was a little bit predictable, that kind of took it away for me. Like, I feel like they could have had a stronger feel. But that's neither here nor there. But, yeah. All right. That's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, please be sure to check out the export.net. I repeat the export.net for exclusive sports content written by yours truly and fellow export writers. 
More specifically, for my football fans, my full first mock draft is on the website. Be sure to check it out. Hope y'all enjoyed the taste that y'all got earlier. Um, Previous episodes of our lovely podcast on our YouTube channel, Entitled The Export. Embryo, anything you'd like to say before we get out of here? Just want to be, uh, thank you for inviting me. Always thank a you for all the listeners. Everybody be safe. And until next time. Oh, look at you being so kind and nice. Now, are you sure that's all you want to say? Because we've definitely had episodes where you said you were done. You're like, oh, wait, I got something else. So, Go Grizz. How about that? Okay, that works out perfectly. They get back to action on Thursday. Um, Yeah. Again, thank you guys all so much for listening. Be sure to check out net to look at our podcast. I mean, not podcast. Well, that too. But uh, the mock draft, a lot of work went into that. So, hopefully, y'all like it. And, um, yay. I'm excited for draft season. I'm excited to see what happens with my Lakers. Maybe, just maybe. Braun Braun will go crazy. Maybe maybe Braun Braun will find the Mamba mentality. And um <laughs> It's not about him finding the go crazy. It's like who's gonna go crazy with him? That's the question. No 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 no. He needs to find the mob mentality. He has to he has to tap into He was it. dropping forty. And they lost. Whose fault is that not his? That's see the thing is though. You gotta add that Mamba mentality. Cause the thing is, LeBron's too nice to his teammates. He got to get Nate behind. All I know is, I know Kobe. You didn't drop forty point games and still lost. I know that too. And he ain't dropped sixty in his last one to lose. I'll tell you that one for true. Hey, that's facts. That's facts. So, <laughs> who they play that game? Who they play? The Utah Jazz that game? Don't do that, cause yeah, the Lakers just played the Oklahoma City Thunder. Don't do that. I was asking. It was just a yes. simple question. Yes, and had the Jazz won that game, they would have made the playoffs. Okay, I'm just asking. Okay. I mean, I'm just. I, I, I just, just want to make sure you weren't trying to disrespect. I want to make sure. I mean, I'm just saying he did score 64, but I mean, LeBron did. You know, he's the leading scorer. You know what I mean? And he lost in the game. He broke the record. That's cool. It's still his record, though. I don't care. He lost. Hey, we look, are the third team seed, Embryo. AD should have showed. AD should have showed up. AD should have showed up. We are the third team seed. Talk to your boy. You, you know, you can tell him talk to my team. Talk to your boy AD. Talk to him. Him, my boy. My they traded my boy. No, he no he he, he your boy because he's on the Lakers. He, he that ain't boy. true. That is not LeBron's not my boy. I'm not a LeBron fan. He just happens to play for my favorite team. My favorite player for the Lakers is up. not on the Lakers no Le, more. They Le, traded him. LeBron shows up. LeBron shows up. Mm-hmm. And now I'm saying he needs to show up with the mom mentality, getting his teammates behind because he needs to tell these fools, I ain't losing. I don't know what y'all finna do, but I'm not finna lose. Look, I'll be saying, I look, I got four rings and I'm the leading scorer. I don't know what y'all trying to do. I could, Look, see that? That don't work. That don't work. See, because once you once you start saying that and you rested on your laurels, guess what? You ain't got that fire no more. Cause you like, eh, I already won. Nah, you gotta keep fighting. You gotta be hungry. LeBron gonna play about gonna play about three, four more seasons. He already got the scoring record. That joker gonna keep climbing, just like Steph Curry got the all point three point. That's not the point, Embryo. You focused on the wrong things. I don't care about a record. I want to win. I want to go to the playoffs. No, you know you're not. No, no, no. If nobody else want to be focused, I shouldn't have to encourage you. You should want to come out see, here and see. win with me. And if you don't have that see, in you, see. then fine. I'm going to just focus on see, myself. See. Bradley Bill doing it. See, nobody well, can't Bradley, Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill got $250 million. So. Exactly. He's focusing on himself. He don't care about that team. And you know what? See, that's the difference. That's why you a LeBron and I'm a Kobe. 
But I mean, but I mean, at least LeBron got four. He got four. And there, got ain't, there ain't nothing wrong with that. But like I said, that's why you. He just gotta get one more. He only got. He only need. He only need one more to reach uh, Kobe. He ain't one. getting it in L.A. But yeah, you didn't say he not getting it though. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but he ain't he getting need, it in L.A. He need, he need one more. Then he be like, look, she said I need a, 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 a mamba mentality, but I still got five. So I don't know what's going on. Okay, well, he need to get the mom mentality. We're going to be sitting. They're going to be sitting on the couch at their house just like we going to be doing during the NBA playoffs. Thank you guys you so much what? for listening. <laughs> and we'll we don't win on the whole argument right Because <laughs> you start with me. Thank you guys again for listening, and we'll see you all Bye. next time.